Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. We're going to talk about discerning dissension. You know, just when there's fractions, when there's tension between members of the household, you could just feel there's maybe a, a word or an innuendo or a rolled eye or maybe a little nudge as somebody walks past one sibling walks past another and they they give them a little bump to knock them off balance. Or maybe you're encouraging them to go to one of their siblings or even go to their parent, your spouse or a grandparent, and talk about something and you see this resistance. It happens in every family. Uh, it happens in our family all the time. Whether your kids are, are little or they're out of the home, having the ability to discern when there's tension and when there's distance, somebody's not quite gelling well, that's going to be a very important element that we need to focus on in this episode of Equipped to Be. Stick around. I think you're going to enjoy it. Now, over the holidays, most of you were together with family. It's probably fair to say you saw them more than usual. And you're getting back to the groove of things. And you picked up on some body language or some cutting remarks or maybe a, a little jealousy or some subtle uh, resentments. And you've been chewing away on, you've been praying about it. You've been thinking about what do I do? How do I address this? I had that same experience. Oh, this past uh, holiday season for our family, we're, we were together a lot. And I noticed certain elements of relationships that weren't quite gelling the way they normally do. And I had to just kind of take that before the Lord and ask, you know, God, what is it that you want? What do you want me to do? What What is my role? What can I do to help that? Now, if that's, if you've got the same thing, there are some keys that I have learned over the years, whether my kids were in the toddler years and the younger child was really getting after an older child for not sharing a toy or not spending time together or you have some middle schoolers that are desperately in need of some space. Maybe they're going through a selfish phase. Maybe they're not. Maybe they just they just need some time away from all the other people in, in the family without actually leaving the household. Or you've got the teenagers, and it's the same scenario, but on a more mature level. The first and most important thing, and we want to keep this podcast very, very short, because I have been sensing the strain in families, but when you see dissension, when you see a fracture in the relationship, when you see subtle resentments, first take it in prayer. Then talk about it with your spouse if you're married or a trusted friend that really knows you and knows your kids. And then 
start writing down what you've noticed. You know, I'm going to tell you forever, use those journals, write this down. When you write it down, you're able to articulate more clearly the thoughts that are bouncing around and between your ears, because I don't know about you, but my thoughts can ramble from one thing to the next in less than a split second. I can be on totally different topics and trying to stay focused is, it can be a challenge. But if I write it down, what I'm seeing, I can add to that list as I observe. So the third thing is observe. Observe what it is that you're seeing. And every time you notice something, write that down too. After you've done those three things, you've prayed about it, you've talked to your spouse or a trusted friend, somebody that you know you can confide in, that's not going to judge your children or maybe even you. And then you've taken some intentional time to observe. You've got to address it. You can't let it go unspoken about. But is it your job to say something? Maybe. Maybe it's your spouse's job. Maybe it's one of your siblings' job. As your kids get older, I have found that when they were younger, we raised them understanding the importance of relationships, the the hindrances that can cause a relationship to break, that can cause uh, divides, and what we need to do to constantly work on restoring relationships. If you are doing that on a faithful basis, day in and day out from the time they're little, as they get older, it's ingrained in them. They cannot leave a fractured relationship. They cannot leave uh, an unspoken hurt or broken trust or lack of, they cannot let those things just be swept under the rug. And so often we want to do that because we want peace and harmony. Who doesn't? We all do, right? But we can't have that peace and harmony if we're not willing to do the hard things of addressing the conflicts and the tension and frustrations that are possibly mounting up. And if you have a family, then it happens automatically. It's just going to happen. That's what happens when we live with people. But if it's left undiscussed, unresolved, untalked about, not worked through, it doesn't go away. It may be dormant for a while, like you would put dirt under a rug. You may not see it initially. But eventually, there's going to be so much under that rug, so much dirt that you've got a little mound and you trip over. You can't help but feel it and see it. And by that time, you have a lot more that you're going to have to work through than just simply dealing with it as it comes. So as you've observed, you write it down. I notice that every time, you know, this child walks into the room, this other child gets tense doesn't look at them, puts their head down, leaves the room, makes a snide comment, oh, it's you again. Why are you here? Now, you may be thinking, oh, my child doesn't do that. That is great that they don't do that, but there may come a time that they do, or some variance of those sentiments that you can just tell the presence of this other child causes this reaction, negative reaction. Write it down. Then you want to pull the kids apart or even uh, pull them apart. I don't mean physically. I mean, literally, 
go for a walk, go on, sit on the back porch or on the front porch or just sit in the grass, have a picnic, enjoy some time where it's just you and ask them, hey, I've been noticing. You seem to, to have some struggles with your brother or with your sister. You want to tell me about it? I don't think I'm noticing something that's not there. I've, I've been watching you for a while now, a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Maybe it's just a day. You're not your normal self around them. What's going on? Here's where it's very important. Let the child that you're speaking to know they can trust you with whatever is going on inside of them. That you're not going to immediately say, oh, that's not true. You're just making that up. Oh, you're just exaggerating again. Maybe you're just a little too sensitive. Let that child know you can trust them with their heart, with their words, with their feelings, even with their perception of a situation. Put their mind at ease. Hey, what you share with me is going to be between us. I'm not going to say anything, but I think we need to talk about this and find the root cause of this. And then we need to discuss between us how you want to resolve it. Did you hear that subtleness that I just said? How we will discuss this because we are a team. Then you will have to decide how you want to address it. But not addressing it isn't an option. We may need to delay any confrontation so that that child can think about it for a little bit, pray over it, work through their own fault in whatever situation it is. Maybe they're an instigator. And as a result of them wanting attention or that they see something that's wrong that they want right, made right, it's not being made right. They're just harboring greater resentment. And therefore, you get in this cycle of both are doing wrong, but it's got to stop. And the way for it to stop is to start in one place. And that's through the observation of what that child is actually doing that you notice. And then after they've discussed, you know, mom, every time, every time it's always look at me, look at me. Or every time it's always, well, I didn't do anything. I'm just sick of it, mom. It's just wrong. Or he makes me feel bad. Or he's constantly cutting me down. She never shares anything, whatever it is. Now, depending on the age of your child, some of it might seem so trite. But it's not trite to them. Remember, it's those little things that can cause a relationship to get derailed and cause a fracture and a break in a relationship. And you want, in as much as possible, to help them restore that, to work through it. So you've brought it up and they have said to you what the problem is. Pause at that moment. Be slow to speak. And be quick to say, I hear what you're saying. What do you think is causing this? Notice I didn't say, well, what part do you play? Well, you're doing it too. Don't be accusatory. 
find a way to say the thoughts that you're thinking, even if that child is the instigator, without saying, well, if you would just stop breaking their toys, everything would be fine. There is a way to say that. And part of that is this way. You know, I've heard what you're saying. And I want you to consider something. Will you think about this for me? I just, from, I've been observing it for a little while. Now, obviously, that tone that I'm using, these words that I'm using, they're not going to work with a toddler. But they will work with an older elementary age child, with a tween, with a teen. And they'll even work with adult children. I've just been noticing this. And it's something I think you should consider. I'm not telling you this is the definitive because I don't know the full details of what's going on in your heart, nor have I known the full details of what's going on in your, in your sibling's heart. But I will say from my observation, this is something you may want to consider and then share it in a very calm, loving manner in a very non-accusatory manner. The minute you start to accuse, their wall goes up and they think immediately, I can't trust you because you're just gonna use it against me. That's not our goal. We want them to hear the words that we have to say. We want them when we speak for them to tune their ears to us and not roll their eyes and say, you're always on their side. You're always telling me what I'm doing wrong. There is a way, my friend, for us to be able to bring these up and not put our children on the defense. After you've had this conversation with them and you've come to some form of a resolve, say, you know, let's just take some time and I want you to think about it. I want you to kind of mull it over in your mind. And and I want you, will, will you do me a favor? What? Will you kind of take note and see what's really going on on both sides. And then let's talk about this tomorrow or let's talk a bit about this at lunch in a couple of days or let's go for a walk on, you know, whatever day. Let's figure out because and then tell them why this matters. Because if we don't address the little fractures in our relationship, if you don't address and you don't work through, you don't learn how to resolve the small fractures the seemingly insignificant matters. They become very big matters that can cause large breaks that are harder to work through and restore if left unaddressed. Then pray with that child. Pray with them, pray over them, pray for them, and let them know. Give them a hug, give them a kiss, tell them you love them, and tell them, We're going to get through this. We're going to work through this because a healthy relationship between all members of the family is the desire. We're going to do in as much as possible, be at peace with everyone. That's what scripture tells us. Now we want to go to the other child who maybe is the one bumping into the child or always making the the sarcastic comments or the cutting remarks. Again, start with the same way. Pray. Talk to your spouse about it or a trusted friend or even your parents or their grandparents. Because if you're seeing it, I can assure you, if they're around their grandparent, their grandparents are going to see it too. And one thing I want to remind you of now that it's very funny, now that I have these two little grandbabies watching my daughter and daughter-in-law 
with their children, watching them have to manage. Now they all, it's their first child, so they don't have the dynamic of siblings, but the the practice of even being on the same page has been interesting. And, and I say this because if your parents are involved in your child's lives, they're going to pick up on things that you might miss because frankly, this isn't their first rodeo. It's not the first time that they've had to deal with sibling squabbles, resentments, broken relationships, hurt feelings. They're going to pick up on that faster because they've gone through it probably more than you have. It may be safe to say. Then you're going to pray. You're going to talk about it with somebody. Just kind of make sure your thinking is you're, what you're seeing is uh, discussed and kind of thought through a little bit. Then you're going to observe what is that child doing that you notice. What are the words coming out of that child's mouth? Then get with that child and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. I notice that when so-and-so walks in a room, they kind of have a, a negative reaction there's maybe some unkind words or some hesitation or something's not right with the relationship. Do, do you notice in my conversation with you, as I'm kind of like dialoguing this, do you notice I'm not making an accusation? I'm saying I'm seeing, I'm noticing, maybe this, it may be that. I'm not giving a definitive, again, I don't know what's in their heart. The goal is to find out what is, but they won't share unless they know they can trust us to not overreact, but to listen and help them learn how to navigate the fine arts of sibling relationships and relationships in general. Because their future relationship with their siblings, with you, with their colleagues, with society, it's really learned today in the home, doing the small things that you do every day. Maybe that child is resentful because that one child is, is not pulling their weight. They're, maybe that child is, is reacting to the fact that they know things you don't know about said child and it's bothering them and they don't know how to confront it or they're maybe afraid you're going to take their side and not listen to them. So I've talked to them and saying, you know, I've noticed this. I've observed this. I'm thinking about this. Let's talk about this. What's going on? Are you having a problem? Do you struggle with them? Is there, is, did something happen? And I want you to know what we talk about. As you open up and share with your heart, you can trust me. I'm not going to just go and tell the other one what you said. We're going to work through this together. Because why? because we want healed whole relationships, because life is challenging and difficult. And we want our family to be intact and strong so that we can weather this trials and the struggles that come our way, AKA a disagreement, a misunderstanding, a hurt feeling, whatever it is, we want to deal with this properly. And then pause and say, share with me what's going on. And they might start to tell you or they'll say nothing. Why? Chances are one will share with you. Some of your kids will share everything because it's just an open book. And others won't. Either they're oblivious that something is wrong because they're not very self-aware and they're not even others aware. 
And maybe they're just a type of personality that's a rough, aggressive, assertive, a oblivious personality type. They're just going through life. They're not even slightly aware that they hurt somebody's feelings by not offering to share their cookie or whatever it is. Just listen to them. So the ones that tell you everything, thank them. The ones that just say nothing, why? Well, I was just noticing something. And are you aware? Have you noticed? No, I haven't noticed. Oh, okay. When you walk in a room, what do you think when so-and-so says such and such? Or when they get up and walk out? I didn't even notice they got up and walked out. (laughs) And that happens so many times. Maybe that's you. Maybe they're so absorbed in what they're doing. They're not aware of it. And that's a great opportunity for you to say, you know, I can see that. I can see how you wouldn't even be aware of it because you're so focused on what it is that you're doing or the project or why you walked in the room in the first place. You really weren't paying attention to the humans that were in that room, but there were humans and they felt slighted or snubbed. And say, you know, this is very helpful to me to know you're not aware of it. May I share something with you? I'd like to tell you about something. And then wait for them to say what? And they may roll their eyes. They may be like, okay, I'm just noticing something that it needs to be thought through and it needs to be addressed because you may be believing that things are perfectly fine, but your brother or your sister doesn't feel that way. And we need to address it. Now, this is where we don't need to make it a long belabored point. Now, if you read Parenting Beyond the Rules, my kids have known I'm a world-class lecturer. And I've had to work for years and years and years to not say things in 50 different ways. And it's the same thing. But to know the child that I'm speaking to and speak to them in a way that it's going to be heard. And then moving on. Not 16 different ways until I make sure they finally hear it. I've worn them down by then. And you will do the same. And you just sit there and go, you know, I think your sister feels like you're ignoring her or you're snubbing her or that uh, you don't like her. You don't want to be around her. Well, that's silly. Why would she think that? That is honestly what some children believe. And say, well, you know, you're probably right. But because she feels like that and whether her feelings are real or imagined, they can become real if they're not addressed. So let's just talk about some of the things you can do. When you walk into a room, hi, they don't have to have a long conversation, but they do need to acknowledge there's the presence of another human in that room. When they have an issue, say, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bump you or trip you. (laughs) I was having a bad day, whatever it is. But do the same thing you did with the first child that you talked with. What's going on? Are they aware that something's going on? And then give them some ideas to consider. You may want to consider that the next time this happens, that you speak words to this sibling that you love and that you're going to be doing life with. Not a full-blown conversation, but just you speak some words. And some of your kids will be like, why do I have to do that? Because they're not, maybe they're not real relational oriented. Well, because in a relationship, 
you have to do things that you don't normally feel comfortable, always feel comfortable doing in order to communicate love, respect, value, worth to a sibling. And let them know. It doesn't have to be long, drawn-out conversations. But if we, going back to that point, if we notice something is going on and we've prayed about it, just checked ourselves just to make sure we're not imagining anything, and we have talked it over with a spouse or grandparent, and we have journaled, we've written down our observations. What are the little things we're noticing being said and done? And then we talk to that child privately. Then after a couple of days, you've kind of mulled through it. Sometimes it can be done all on the same day. You come back together with everybody, say, hey, I think there's been some misunderstanding. Child one, you want to say something to your sibling and, and say, what is it you want to say? And to help them. Don't, you don't have to put words in their mouth. You don't have to tell them exactly what to say. And child two, you would like to probably communicate this. Because why? Well, because we are going to be doing life together and we want to do life together in a harmonious fashion. We want to show value and worth and kindness and love. And we want to affirm each other and we want to bridge fractures. We want to make sure those fractures don't get worse so they become broken. We don't want that to happen. So you just sit down and talk, say, hey, I know this is just a a small matter, or maybe it's a large matter, or maybe it's a big deal to one and not the other. But let's just sit down and talk about it. After they've talked about it, if it gets long and blown out, then you need to sit there and say, okay, we're not going to argue. We're not going to name call. We're not going to accuse. Lay the ground rules. Our goal is to have understanding. Our goal is to mend that which has been strained. And we do that by understanding where the other person is coming from. And then we make a commitment to each other to as much as possible not doing that again or being more mindful of our actions and attitudes around each other. So regardless of the ages of your kids, working towards healing division and strife and tensions that mount, that definitely mounted over the holidays from being all together, all the time. It gives you an opportunity to show them how to restore that which is fractured or broken so that it does not become a bigger issue that becomes more complex and harder to resolve. Let's eliminate the barriers and the hindrances that cause fractions in our relationship. What are you doing? What have you done? to help mend broken relationships or fractures or misunderstandings in your family, send us an email. Write to us over at contact at connieoppers.com. We want to hear. And if you're trying to figure out what to do to mend the relationships, that the strain that you see between some of your children, maybe even between you and a child, send us a message. And I really want to be praying with you for that. Because I will tell you, it doesn't stop from middle school through high school. It doesn't end. It carries over into adulthood. And these are the very things that I still work on with the 10 members in my family on a continual daily basis, because it's very easy to hurt and wound someone's spirit. It's very easy to be misunderstood 
And it's very easy to allow a wall to be put up when no wall is needed. I hope this episode was a blessing and a benefit to you. As always, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about it, share with others if this was a blessing to you. Keep in touch with us. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, I send out a newsletter once a week. It gives you podcasts that we've done. Show notes are all in there and items that you'd be interested in to help you better build relationships within the family that you have and help you to be a doer of God's word and do what he's called you to do with excellence. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Equip to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equip to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.